There is only Christ. He is everything. He is in everything. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my companion podcast, Christ Through the Elements. In case you're wondering, and especially if you haven't heard this podcast before, that quote about Christ is from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, and you can find that in chapter 3, verse 11. Again, welcome to my companion podcast. In this particular podcast, each episode, I do three things. Briefly, first of all, the we take a look at thoughts and reflections about Christ, especially as found in Father Richard Rohr's wonderful new book, The Universal Christ. Then I reflect upon an element, and we are moving forward numerically, sequentially, through the periodic table. And for this, I use a wonderful little book that I found for my Kindle called The Elements of Visual Exploration of Every Known Atom by Theodore Gray. And then finally, I bring those two strands of thought together and reflect upon what that particular element, in this case today it is magnesium, what it can reveal to us about Christ. As I mentioned, I'm glad that you are here as we move into magnesium, which is element number 12, with the pretty handy, pretty obvious uh, abbreviation of MG, capital M, lowercase g. And before we get to magnesium, I want to share a little bit about chapter 6, which is what I'm reading and reflecting on from a universal Christ. And Father Richard calls this chapter a sacred wholeness. And I only read a few pages because it is so rich and so wonderful. And yet I was able to stop and meditate on a a few quotes that Father Richard gives us. And I want to share these with you. And uh, they come from page 86 and the third one is from page 87. Father Richard says, if the incarnation is true, then of course God speaks to you through your own thoughts. As Joan of Arc brilliantly replied when the judge accused her of being the victim of her own imagination, she said, how else would God speak to me? And then Father Richard says a little bit further in, the proud cannot know God because God is not proud, but infinitely humble. Remember, only like can know like. A combination of humility and patient seeking is the best spiritual practice of all. And then he says, Without the mediation of Christ, we will be tempted to overplay the distinction and distance between God and humanity. So let's unpack those quotes for a moment before we turn to magnesium. So, Just to give a quick theological definition, the incarnation is the foundational Christian belief that God as Christ, the second person of the Trinity, became human flesh in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. And what this means is that God is present, infused intimately within all of creation. And that includes, as Father Richard reminds us, our own thoughts, 
that God frequently does speak to us through our thoughts. Now, we have to discern our thoughts and we have to know whether they are leading us to God or away from God. And St. Ignatius of Loyola has a long process that he describes, a long but I should say simple process, that he describes um, in his spiritual exercises as to how to do this. But I think that second quote is also important because God is all-powerful and almighty, etc. We know that. At the same time, there is this humility and simplicity and brokenness of God because Christ allows himself as Jesus the Christ, the incarnation, to be broken, to be tortured, to be meek and mild and wounded and ultimately to be killed, to be put to death at the hands of the violent, colluding, political and religious institutions of his time. And we are reminded that we experience God. We don't seek God because God is always seeking us. We experience God when we are simple and humble and patient and quiet. And that's what meditation and contemplation and prayer are all about. So let's take a look at magnesium. And Mr. Gray, the author of the Elements book we are using, begins with a great quote. He says that magnesium is the first of the truly marvelous structural metals. Moderately priced, strong, light, easy to machine. And then he goes on to say kind of wryly, because there is a sense of humor in his writings. He says about the only downside of magnesium is that it is highly flammable. He says that you can light a ribbon of it with just a match. And in fact, I found this kind of interesting. The early photo flashes used magnesium to explode. It was the, um, the blending of a magnesium powder and a candle. You see the candle, right? And those old time um, uh, illustrations of how photos were taken. It was magnesium powder that combined with the candle to make the bright flash. And perhaps not surprisingly, fireworks oftentimes contain magnesium, which gives the explosion and the uh, loud and bright um, result of the firework in the sky. But when it is in larger chunks, if you will, it is actually very hard to light, hard to set on fire. And that's why it's used in race cars, airplanes, and bicycles. Now, more often than not, it is used in a blend, an alloy is the technical term for that, with aluminum, which is the next element, number 12, or excuse me, number 13 on the table. And this is a much wider known, much more popular, much more uh, renowned, if you will, metal. But magnesium is often blended with a very small percentage of magnesium into this alloy with aluminum. And one final little fun fact is that sometimes wheels of this alloy, this magnesium aluminum alloy, are sometimes wrongly called mag wheels because they think people think magnesium is in it, but no, not the case. I just thought this was kind of interesting. If you ever wondered where mag wheels, fast hot rod kind of wheels um, come from, that's where it is. So I guess the... Um, aspect of Mr. Gray's 
reflections on magnesium that comes to me is magnesium is this bright, flashy, powerful, um, explosive metal in small amounts. Yet when it is blended with aluminum or when magnesium is used in larger amounts, it is actually very stable and it can be built and there's a structure that can be formed from it. And I guess the illustration here for me as it relates to Christ is, I guess, a paradoxical one. And if you've been listening to other episodes, you've been noticing perhaps that oftentimes the revelation that we get from the element is straightforward, right? Oxygen, carbon, life forming, life giving, life essential, and Christ is all of that. But sometimes there is a paradox or even an irony that we are realizing. And I think the irony here has to do with magnesium. Because a lot of times people want to think that God is bright and flashy and powerful and explosive, like the dramatic fireworks that blow in the sky, right? And quite frankly, that's what Elijah was seeking, right? In the famous story where he is in the cave and he's waiting and listening and watching for God, right? And the storm comes and the lightning and the uh, fire comes, maybe the firework comes, right? And the writer of that story says very dryly, God was not present there. And then the whirlwind comes, right? And God was not present there. But then the silence comes and the writer says, God is present there. And I think maybe that's what Christ, Jesus the Christ, reveals to us. Is that, yes, I think sometimes Christ was flashy and dramatic and explosive even, right? We talked about that in our sodium episode. But I also think like magnesium, there was a simplicity there and a humility there and the need for blending. Again, magnesium doesn't do a lot structurally on its own, but when you put a small amount of it with aluminum, everything changes. And I think that's really what Christ was after, is that we don't do this alone. We can't do our life alone. And if we use the metaphor that our lives are like aluminum, we need that magnesium within us, that Christ connection that we have within us. It's always there. We can't make it greater or lesser because it's always there, but we can listen for it. We can discern it. We can embrace it. We can allow it to make us stronger and to make us ultimately better. And in life, the better really is not richer, not more powerful, not stronger physically, but more loving more compassionate, more kind, more full of faith, hope, and love. Because as St. Paul, who we began with his quote, let's end with his quote, as he says in the first letter to the Corinthians, in the end, only faith, hope, and love remain, and the greatest of these is love. Thank you, as always, for listening. Come back when I post the next episode, which will be aluminum. 
May the blessings and peace of Christ be with you always.